0: It is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you, and it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Want to at least temporarily welcome our listeners in KGEZ land up in Montana They're picking up an extra hour of the show due to uh, technical difficulties. But we'll take it wherever we can get it today. Uh, And Mark is not with us tonight. He is expected to return tomorrow. He's wrapping up some business down in Florida. So uh, in his place, Julia will be sitting in. And we're expecting Toby at some point tonight. He has uh, a, a local engagement to perform at this time. That's why he can't be with us right now. But as you uh, as you know, if you've been listening to the show, our, our Tuesday night co-host Toby has a, his own television show here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we originate this program from. And I guess normally his show is on Friday nights, but tonight they're doing a special gun control debate where he's going to be involved in that. And apparently they're getting you know people from different sides of the issue all together, and and they're having this televised one-hour-long debate, which I think is really cool. Um, I think it's extra cool that. People on the the pro-liberty side of the fence are being, not only are they being invited to this event, but they're organizing the event. So how cool is this that we actually have in New Hampshire, you know, the Free State Project. Right. And these individuals that are um, working behind the scenes at the television station, a number of them are just New Hampshire natives. They're not even Free State members.
1: I've actually been very impressed with what Toby and these college kids have been able to do on the television show. I mean, right. they've only had, what, 50, half a year, if I'm correct, 26 or tw- something? Yeah, they're up
0: to about 25 episodes, I think. So.
1: And if you watch from the beginning, I mean, the quality has just drastically improved. Well,
0: and- it's improved so much that they've taken the first five episodes off the internet. Really? Yeah, just because they don't want somebody accidentally seeing the first episode right. for the you know, you go and you look for Free Minds TV, and you can see the episodes, by the way, at com. But if you go and look for Free Minds TV and the first episode comes up, you might think to yourself, well, I should watch the first episode. No.
1: No. <laughs> not in this case.
0: <laughs> but not that the first episode was awful. I thought they did a pretty good job back
1: no, then. No, it was a good life. attempt, but now they look so much better. Yeah. They, they really have uh, taken the ball and run with it. It's
0: The show's really professional. It's a great example of just... Some of the activism that can be done here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and again, a lot of the guys there are are New Hampshire natives. So it's evidence that the Free State movement has really activated a bunch of locals and getting and gotten them excited about liberty again, or in the case of these guys, for the first time because they're sort of college age guys and they've never had the chance to be um, active and excited about liberty in the past. But uh, getting the that, and that's going to be a critical factor to ha- to us liberty-loving people having success here in New Hampshire because there's no way that we can take over the state, as some people have suggested. Right. It's just not possible. Uh, we have to influence others. We have to come here and and be good neighbors and and be persuasive and then get other people on board with us, and then all of those individuals together will be able to make change happen. But until until we can be successful at that, we're – I mean. We're just going to be enjoying the very pretty state that we live in.
1: It is very pretty.
0: Which it is very pretty. But things are moving in the right direction. And the best thing is uh, the the things that we're doing here in Keene are inspiring other people around the state. I saw uh, Dennis Goddard, who's another great activist here in New Hampshire, but he lives in the Concord area. He said that he was inspired by Mark's television show because our co-host Mark also has a television show now. And so just the idea that, you know, it's so easy to do, it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to put one of these cable access kind of shows together. Get out there and do one yourself. So other people are are getting inspired. In fact, even you've been talking about doing your own television show.
1: Yeah, I'm not totally sure about that (laughs) yet. But I like the idea of using what source of media we have here. It's really easily accessible. And a lot of people watch public access in Keene, at least.
0: Sure. Oh, well, I mean, there's sort of that. I mean, Keene's a smallish city. Right. At the smallest, I think, a city can get, 25,000 people, and so it still sort of has that small town sort of mentality to it, where things that are local are extra interesting to the right. locals, and so they, you know, they sort of feed off that to an extent.
1: I'm amazed at how many people tell me they see Mark on on television at really? work.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. That, that is the first I've heard of that because I've heard others say they've seen the Free Minds TV guys. Right. But I've not heard anybody say anything about Mark.
1: Oh yeah, a couple of locals that know Mark personally come in and say, "Hey, I saw Mark on TV last night." So very cool. Mm-hmm.
0: So things are moving in the right direction, and I think it'd be I think it'd be great to have somebody like you with your own show, um, simply because you're you're female, and you know the fact is, people would rather watch females on television than than they would w- want to watch males. You roll your eyes, but you know it's true, yeah. huh? I yeah, guess. exactly, so that would appeal to a whole different audience than uh than the guy t v shows would. right, and I think that's a good thing
1: yeah I'm thinking about it
0: one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the se c a i toll free line, so we like to kind of give you updates from here in New Hampshire and tell you what's going on and hopefully get you as at least somewhat excited about the things that are happening here because. The level of of pro liberty activism right here in this state is unprecedented. Yeah, you know, there's nothing else like it in in uh, in this country, maybe even in the world.
1: Definitely not.
0: I don't think that there's. I think worldwide, I think New Hampshire's uh, New Hampshire's liberty movement is the, is going to be and already is the example to look towards uh, for for everyone else. And not only is uh, not only do we have some awesome television and radio media related options here in in Keene, New Hampshire, where we live, but but also uh, the Keene Free Press, which is published by a free stater, somebody who moved here about three years ago in order to pursue more freedom and liberty. Uh, oh, that's got to go away. It Awful definitely
1: away. has presence in Keene too. You see them all over all over Keene. There's lots of different. Um, places you can get that around town. I see people reading it at my work, for example. Yeah,
0: I think they circulate 4,000 copies per month. I mean, that's not huge. It's not, it's not the New York Times, but for a little old teen, that's pretty darn good. And so I was going to say they got awarded the Best of New Hampshire Award for Best Underground Newspaper.
1: That's very exciting.
0: Which um, apparently their competition was some sort of Democratic paper. <laughs> so, I mean, we're already, they're already winning awards here. Which is incredible. Anyway, 800 We'll talk about uh, freaking here in a moment. But first, and if you don't know what that is, uh, you definitely need to find out about it. But first, the UN Health Agency, the WHO. I heard this story right in the middle of the news break. And I hadn't, uh, hadn't caught wind of it until then. And so I pulled it up. They've issued its strongest policy recommendations yet for controlling tobacco use. This from the Shanghai Daily uh, apparently, they're now isu- uh, they are now urging all countries to ban smoking in indoor workplaces and public buildings. So now it's getting even more centralized. Now, what
1: what exactly is a public building? I mean, when I think public building, the only buildings I can consider public are government buildings. Well, everything else is, would be private buildings that are open to the public. But I don't imagine they think of it that way.
0: Yeah, I mean if they're banning it, if they're going to ban smoking in all pub in all private workplaces or in, in what they say they call it indoor workplaces then wouldn't a public building uh, wouldn't that qualify as a, an indoor workplace? Maybe maybe they mean like a a gym or something right, like that. Or, or
1: a park or a sports stadium.
0: Right. Well, the news report that I heard um, during the news break said it was pu- any anything public.
1: Well, I think that they use that term public building so that it's so vague so they can sort of stretch and, and get away with different things and sort of use it how they want to.
0: Dr. Margaret Chan, the director general of the WHO, said the evidence is clear. There's no safe level of exposure to secondhand tobacco smoke. Government should immediately pass laws requiring all indoor workplaces and public places. So it is, they are saying public places. So anything that's so-called community property right. will be, um, you could not smoke there. She says they should be 100% smoke-free. And then they go on with their statistics about how tobacco is, you know, allegedly causing all these millions of deaths and so evil. You know, why, don't they, why don't they just go all the way here? Why don't they call for a a prohibition on tobacco?
1: It seems like they're moving in that direction. I don't understand. In that I
0: mean, they're not. It's just the WHO. They can just make recommendations. Right. They're not setting policies. So why not go all the way and and call for prohibition? Of course, that's an awful idea. That's um, going
1: to make a lot of people very angry.
0: One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You think tobacco should be banned? This is your show. You can break up anything. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up whatever you want, toll free at 800-259-9231. The Cycle CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com, that is shrine.freetalklive.com, and opportunistic lawyers, judges, future ex-spouses, disgruntled ex-employees and meddling bureaucrats. These people want your money. Home and car. What have you done to protect yourself? At keepyourassets.net, they're experts in sheltering your wealth. So go to keepyourassets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. They'll show you how to keep your assets at keepyourassets.net. The WHO, World Health Organization, you know, they sound so official. What they are is they're just a Just another bureaucracy. They're just an arm of the United Nations. So when you hear a report about the WHO saying something, don't accept it as fact. Don't accept it as uh, oh well. The WHO said it. It's a World Health Organization. They must know something because they're the World Health Organization, instead of being the California Health Organization or the New York City Health Organization. It's just another bunch of unaccountable, unelected bureaucrats.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't believe the New York City World or Health Organization either. But
0: indeed, and here they are uh, recommending that governments around the world pass laws banning smoking from all public places so that would include say a park or any place that's outdoors a
1: baseball stadium yeah
0: right um and and they want to ban smoking from any indoor workplaces which we've seen uh bans like that here in here in America that that has happened in some states in fact Florida I believe is one of them where there there is no smoking allowed at any Business location. You can go outside still and smoke, but you can no, no longer smoke indoors, even if it's your business.
1: The anti smoking crowd, they, they complain now about groups of people standing outside of doors and smoking.
0: Well, that's why, the, and some other states, I don't know if they've done this in Florida yet, but in some other states or cities, they have passed restrictive legislation that not only bans smoking from indoor workplaces, but also bans it from the doors and windows of that workplace. So the smokers have to go, you, you know, usually 25 feet away from the entrance to their business and smoke. And and presumably that's even if it's in the back. I don't know. I'm not sure what all the details are. But, you know, the fact is the smoking bans continue to get more and more oppressive. And here's the World Health Organization uh, chiming in saying that, you know, they cite some statistics about, okay, well, it's uh, alleged that smoking is responsible for 5.4 million deaths each year. Uh, increasing numbers of non-smokers will also die. This is from the Shanghai Times or Shanghai Daily will also die unless governments take action, says the WHO in its 50-page report. Needed 50 pages to uh, make this recommendation. It said governments of both rich and poor countries should declare all public indoor places smoke-free by passing laws and actively enforcing measures to ensure that quote everyone has the right to breathe clean air free from tobacco smoke. Oh, so, you know, screw their property rights. I mean, who cares about all that? And who would expect the WHO as a U.N. centralized bureaucracy to support something like property rights, which is what this is all about?
1: I guess what really bothers me about this, and I understand that it's just a suggestion, but what bothers me is where they could take this. Currently, our drug laws, um, marijuana, for example, is illegal everywhere because the U.N. had what was it 140 countries signed some sort of agreement that was that made, a UN thing yeah i'm pretty i didn't know that i'm pretty sure i'm actually almost positive that the UN has some sort of agreement with 140 countries or something of that okay. sort that so that for example in amsterdam where it's it's not legal it's just sort of been decriminalized but technically yeah. they can't legalize it because it would go against this agreement that the united states really? convinced everybody to sign yes
0: the U U8 the United States of the UN.
1: It's the United Nations, I believe, but okay. the United States when they really pushed hard for the war on drugs, they got other they convinced the United Nations to get other countries to sign this agreement so that Jeez. that there'd be completely but no drugs all over the world. Yeah, it's worked know? so well. Yeah, it really has, hasn't it?
0: So here's yet another example of centralization of control. You know, the idea again this isn't a mandate not yet the un hasn't become that powerful yet right but they'd like to yeah, you could better believe these that's bureaucrats that's what
1: bothers me when they right. pass these uh, these suggestions for worldwide tobacco bans
0: well there's some sort of level of uh, wealth redistribution going on at the un i don't know a lot about the inner workings of its particular bureaucracy but i do know that the united states government <laughs> gives a lot of taxpayer dollars to the united nations in fact i I believe the United States is the bulk supplier of funds to the UN and then the UN obviously decides how to spend that money right. So presumably there there could be countries, smaller countries that are getting essentially subsidies through the UN through whatever programs that the UN has created. and so you know the idea is that well okay, if you don't want to ban smoking, then we're not going to allow you to take part in this wonderful program which you've been enjoying all the subsidies from. ...for a long time. So they could use that maybe as leverage down the line to say, okay, well, hmm, looks like Madagascar has yet to, to ban smoking, so I guess we're going to kick them out of this wealth redistribution program. And so they might end up turning the screws, so to speak, on some of these countries if they have a, you know, a screw to turn. They say that at least 200,000 workers die each year because of exposure to smoke at their offices and factories, according to the UN Labor Agency, the United States Environmental Protection Agency estimates that 3,000 deaths from uh, from lung cancer each year occur among non-smoking Americans, which doesn't necessarily mean that they're getting their lung cancer from secondhand smoke. That just means that 3,000 people die from lung cancer each year. It doesn't necessarily mean that cigarettes are a factor there.
1: But you know that gets people all excited and riled up the right. non-smokers.
0: The head of the anti-tobacco campaign for the WHO, Dr. Armando Peruga, says, This is not about shaming the smoker. It's not even about banning smoking. Not yet. This is about society taking decisions about where to smoke and where not to smoke. But, see... It's typical of, a, of a, Euro, a U.N. bureaucrat to make a statement like that, because when government does something, that's not society. No. That's the government. And the government is a group of individuals, which is what a society is. Society is, is one of those terms that you can define it however you want to define it in regards to, okay, well, the society here in this room is you and me, Julia. And if we get a third person on the line, then we've got somebody new in our society that has joined us. And so you can, I mean, a society is just a group of individuals, and society doesn't make decisions. Individuals make decisions. And what the WHO is talking about here is taking the decision about smoking and a workplace out of the hands of the members, of the individuals who make up that society. And putting it in the hands of unaccountable bureaucrats or awful politicians.
1: And there are plenty of jobs that don't allow smoking in the workplace anyway. I happen to work at one.
0: we were eating at the Olive Garden the other night. There was was no smoking tables in there.
1: There's plenty of places that are smoke-free.
0: But the WHO doesn't care about that. It's on a mission to save millions of lives. Because you know how government cares about you and all that. Yeah. 800-259-9231. Tom in New Hampshire on the way. Your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. You can take control. 1-800-259-9231. Would love to hear from a smoking banner. Somebody that supports these crazy laws. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is your show. You bring up what you want toll free at 800-259-9231. It is in here with you. And Julia. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, including archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the site for your downloading convenience. Just go and get them. They're free at freetalklive.com. And you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. For SACL CAI, that's one 800 544 6359, as we go to the phones and to the fun, it's Daryl in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Daryl.
2: Hey, guys. How's it going?
0: Well, what's on your mind?
2: Oh, I think everybody should be entitled to smoke a good organic cigarette. And You know, as far as the World Health Organization goes, um, You know, they've been responsible for more deaths than they have been for benefits of keeping people from getting sick from the data that I've researched.
0: Can you give me an example of that? I mean, I believe you, but just do you have something Um, to Well,
2: you know, basically some of the um, various uh, vaccines that they've passed out that were tainted with bad blood because of the Bear Corporation and... Things like that, you know, thousands of people have died and have acquired AIDS and all kinds of other nasty viruses.
0: Oh, and let me guess, let me guess, Uh, thousands of people died and no bureaucrats were held accountable.
2: No, of course not. Typical. Well, you know, I find it interesting that, um, you know, the planet seems to almost be spinning off its axis, all these... So-called politicians that are supposed to uphold the, the Constitution—I bet, bet you 90% of them can't spell it, and <laughs> even, probably don't even know where to look it up. But the document in itself is fairly simple. Um, it's all of the, uh, you know, the people since about, oh, I'd say that early 1800s forward, all the carpetbaggers and all those guys that got in there and basically stole the principles and, and you know, perverted everything to be about the dollar and taxes and wages and class and all this. So it's really hard to educate people when they don't look at history from a perspective of having any knowledge of it.
0: Well, sure. I mean, I it was like last night, uh, we had Gardner Goldsmith on uh, the show, and I was caught flat-footed when someone called in and was talking about Nelson Mandela and things like that. I, I had to honest, you know, I, I'm honest. I don't know a lot about the uh, history of the world. I went to government school, and that's the reason why, you know? They're just, they're. I mean, they're barely even effective at teaching U.S. history. They're warped sort of version of U.S. history, uh, well, let alone rewriting. anything in the world.
2: That's the unfortunate part. What did you say? I kid, they said they keep rewriting history. Yeah. You it's know, it's, sh- like, it, it's like,
3: go ahead.
1: I was going to say it's a shame, too, because when I was in school, government school, I hated history. I thought it was really boring, and it was just always right out of the book. But when I hear Gardner Goldsmith, for example, speak, I like what he has to say. I find it a little more interesting than I did when I was in high school.
2: Well, yeah, that's true. You know, the the biggest problem with history is that, You know, everybody that doesn't know what it is doesn't have, you know, a a viewpoint on how it's different, how it's being taught differently.
0: Sure. Um, That's the
2: frustrating part.
0: Right, and government has an incentive to teach a version of history that's favorable to government. Well, it's
2: like the argument about religion and Darwinism. No one's ever proved Darwin to be right. I mean, it's a theory. And
0: no one's ever proved religion to be right either, by the way.
2: Well, that's true. You know, so (laughs) so here we have these these two polar opposites, you know, arguing over, you know, who controls the, the social view of society.
0: I think that, and, yeah, and I think it's it's just a silly argument. Um, I personally would just rather stay out of it, but yet in, inevitably they're going to continue to uh, debate it till I think, time well, as, immemorial. Well,
2: as far as smoking goes, you know, I've smoked since I was like 15. My dad smoked, I smoked, you know, but I, I've been smoking organic tobacco for a long time. I smoke a lot less, but... Um, I've tried to quit and every time I try to get quit, I gain about 40 pounds and I'm constantly sick. Wow. So, you know, to me, you know, if you want to deworm a donkey or a mule or a horse, give him a cigar. You know, I mean, <laughs> come, come on, you know, these remedies have been around for a long time. You get a spider bite or a snake bite, you chew on some tobacco and you know make a little pad and put it on there and pretty soon the poisons go away and
0: What now as now as a tobacco smoker
2: uh, right. is
0: there any sort of are there any sort of bans up there in uh, in Montana as far as cigarettes are Um
2: yeah in some of the bars you can't smoke anymore Um
0: But wait is it legislated or is it uh,
2: Yeah it's actually the law
0: ew. I'm sorry to hear that. Why, as a a tobacco smoker, why are are, uh, cigarette smokers so – why are they such pushovers? Why do they allow this to happen? Why?
2: It's not so much – I don't think it's it's that we're pushovers. It's just that, you know, everybody – if you look at society as a whole, everyone's trying to base their perception of the reality based on their moral truth, right?
0: You're going to have to run that by me again.
2: Everyone's trying to base their perception of their reality on their own moral truth. Okay. So if they morally were were raised, like my mom was a vegetarian. I tried it for about four years. I couldn't eat enough protein to to stay functional. So,
4: you know, you have
2: this moral value, well, smoking's bad, it causes this and that. When I go out in public, you know, if I'm in a facility or a place where it says no smoking, I don't light up. Mm -hmm. I'm respectful of other individuals. But you know banning it and, and having politicians make moral choices for for us as individuals, I think is you know basically wrong. I think we should have the right to well, I agree work. with
0: you i i I agree with you, but why is it the rest of the cigarette smokers don't i mean do they have they is their moral set of values such that they think that the government, whatever the government says, is more important than what they personally want for their own lives? Is that why you don't have you know I civil disobedience biggest, on this issue? You know, I think the biggest
2: problem there is the fact that people don't want to speak out, they're afraid.
0: I think I think that may be a factor, and also I think the way they construct the laws by uh, and the typical typical way they do it is they make it so the business owner is the one who's really responsible for paying the fines, and so that way they can really focus in on just a core group of individuals. And those business owners don't want to lose their businesses; they're scared. So I think you're right. I think fear is a is a huge factor. But if only you know, if only a few, it, would, it wouldn't take a lot. If only a few businesses would have the courage to say, you know what, screw the law. Come on in, smoke your cigarettes. I'm not paying the fines, and uh, I'm not shutting my business down. Well,
2: personally, I think that's what the American people need to do with you know this so-called administration. I mean, it's obvious that these individuals made millions and millions of dollars. They're all in, got their money tied in, up in trust. You know, they're all getting tax-free, pretty much off rich off the taxpayers and all the insider trading and all this and that and the average person if they did that they'd spend the next 50 years in prison
0: sure well it's it's definitely an us versus them thing they they certainly have privileges that the rest of us don't it's and it's sad it really is daryl thanks for the call we appreciate it 800-259-9231 let's go to david in montana listening on kgez hello david
5: how you doing? You're getting the Montana run now. We just got you er- an hour early for some reason. Yeah, it's sort
0: of a technical difficulty apparently, but who knows? Keep your fingers crossed, and, and maybe we'll go three hours one of these days up there. I think smoking
5: Kalispell. is a uh, part of America's psychosis, kind of like we arbitrarily draw lines. It's okay to die in a car today. Anybody, any one of us that gets in a car and goes down the highway at 70 miles an Which hour. Which is
0: very dangerous, very dangerous.
5: That you could die instantaneous. but if I smoke a cigarette, it will take the last 10 years of my life away. But, see, that's where, where the money comes in, because they say it takes a lot of money to try and not you know, to keep you from uh, dying in the last 10 years, but everybody in their last 10 years are going to spend the most money that they ever oh, yeah. did trying to keep alive. I I think uh, smoking has to do with the nose. People don't like the smell of it. So mm-hmm. I, in that case, to take care of the oil situation, I think we should put the mufflers out the front of the car. So all that carbon monoxide goes in your face and maybe somebody, people will finally get uh, fed up with being stuck on oil, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, are you because, suggesting we ban uh, driving, Dave?
5: Well, it's it, it just, it's craziness, you know? Right. Uh,
0: Anything that could put you in danger, must be banned. I mean, you're right, it's a slippery right, but, slope but and where are they going make, next?
5: It's, the, it's got something to do with the money that the tobacco companies make, because they don't like maybe what they finance.
0: I don't understand what it is. I think it's just politicians posturing. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Thanks for the call, Dave. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features for free. But we do ask you voluntarily support the show, maybe by buying our banner ad that we put up for auction. Head over to auction.freetalklive.com. First bid is $0.99, and uh, the last one only went for 50 bucks. So you're actually getting the fourth banner ad from the top of our website. You get it site-wide and for an entire month. So you can advertise whatever product or service or business or organization that you want to, pretty much. I mean, if you're some sort of hate group, I'm probably not going to approve you. But for the most part, uh, you'll be able to advertise with us for pennies on the dollar. Head over and place your bid. Auction com As we go to Tom in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom.
6: Yeah, I wanted to point out, uh, I wrote a book in which, it's a fictional book, in which the libertarians actually do wind up prevailing. But mm-hmm. uh, see, uh, we learn from the mistakes of history when the Confederates, for example, they tried to preserve their way first with ballots, but they were outnumbered by the North. And then they tried with bullets, but while they were using bullets, they weren't also using ballots together. The Confederate, the Southern members of Congress withdrew from Congress when the war broke out, and therefore they were not there to oppose uh, bills to appropriate money for the war or for Mm -hmm. conscription in the North. See, if they were using ballots and bullets together, it might have turned out differently. But the book, uh, it goes into you know, some very important details of, you know, some important things, like if if people are just using violence, for example, there's uh, the, the fact that calling off the war on drugs leaves many other unjust laws that are also sufficient justification for armed resistance. And so what's the point of complying with these demands when there is immediately the next demand? There has to be that Rodney King speech that says, for now uh you know we're going to be working with them and we you know you're going to have it's got to stop now they have to the enemy has to have some incentive to comply with our demands because otherwise they would be uh facing all this armed resistance not for the demands they just complied with but the new set of demands that comes in anyway So Tom
0: you're somebody who doesn't believe that uh that this can change without the use of violence that's does that uh, accurately think, describe you
6: Yeah yeah you're uh Uh, To try to convince people, like let's say with the underage drinking laws, which is a common example, to try to convince the hate-mongering bigots at Mothers Against Drunk Driving uh, that the government has no right to impose the underage drinking laws is kind of like trying to uh, convert uh, Pope
3: Benedict, well that's okay
0: you don't have to convince you don't have to we convince don't. mothers against drunk drivers to uh, to win. all you have to do is convince enough people to uh, to vote for your candidates and then you just do you know what 's right and let they mothers don't. against drunk driving scream all they want
6: but they the, you can't convince the vast majority because the vast majority see this is one thing that the libertarians forget when we 're talking to each other we 're very reasonable and we forget how unreasonable the rest of the people are. Let me point out real quickly where you get your dead cops, and that's on the Officer Down Memorial page. The latest news, this one drives off the road and splattered into a tree. Well, that doesn't sound like Operation USA Freedom to me. Uh, that one was uh, gunned down by a bank robber. Well, that doesn't sound like legitimately fighting back against unjust laws. This one got killed trying to bust a 15-year-old boy on a curfew violation. Aha! ha And the beautiful thing about it is, see, well, the thing we've got to do is stop dumbing down our message when we're talking to the ignorant masses, okay? Because no matter how well they can come up with their idiotic objections, the cop is still dead, and so we don't have to wait until they're good and ready to understand, to shut off their idiot switch and start understanding when well, they Well, first think, of all, you know, you Tom,
0: I, I, you sound like a pretty principled libertarian and everything. I just have a fundamental disagreement with you on, you know, the utilization of violence to uh, to the... Uh, to achieve the ends that we're all looking for and that is freedom and liberty and uh, and re- drastically reducing or eliminating the, the size of the state and I mean and I don't think that I don't think that you're approaching this correctly by insulting uh, the people that you know you intend on hopefully converting down the line I mean while we'd all agree that Americans have been sort of educated into a bit of an ignorant sort of mentality I don't know if it really serves your purpose to get on the airwaves and call the average American American uh, An idiot. I don't think that that's. I don't think that's going to buy you, uh, going to win you any points.
6: Well, I don't know if that's. It doesn't matter because, okay, we go by what we determine. We're the abolitionists, and we have every right to totally dismiss all of the arguments and all of the opinions being offered by the slave drivers. All the excuses that they can come up with for imposing slavery. We reject all of those. Uh, Here's a talking point I wanted to share real quickly with you, and that is when uh, the enemies of liberty come up with this stupid one, which is uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. The Supreme Court has ruled on that point. That statute is not unconstitutional. Then you calmly say, please explain why you agree with that ruling. And you watch them stump, huh, you mean I have a choice? You, uh, you and me. and
0: uh Yeah, you're referring they, to you're referring to uh the mentality that uh people sort of Look to the government for guidance on what's right and what's wrong, and uh, that's certainly a mistake. And I, I hope that we can break people of that habit. But I think that I think that you really need to take another look at at your tactics. You know, calling people stupid and advocating, uh, openly advocating violence is uh, is I think a mistake.
6: Uh, I didn't advocate violence. Now, did I? I'm just talking about. You look at the officer of down memorial page, and you see. The violence that has happened and you, you say that the cop deserved or whatever, you know, that it was uh, the libertarian principle that the right of defense extends to defense against aggressive acts of government covers this particular situation. You know, right. That...
0: So you're somebody. I understand you're not actually coming right out and saying it, but you're sort of beating around the bush, Tom. You're and and I I nailed you down on it yesterday. Um, you're saying that if a cop comes and tries to arrest somebody for something that is should not be a should not be illegal, say possession of marijuana, that you're saying it's in uh, that that individual is uh, fully within their rights to shoot and uh, and kill that police officer.
6: Absolutely. And the, uh, well, that's
0: where, that's where we're going to have a serious disagreement. I mean, I understand that the force of the state is really uh, something that we don't want. We'd like it to go away. But, but by killing cops, Tom, you're just going to galvanize the people against you. Those, you know, The ignorant masses that you talk about, they're just going to hate you even more for killing what they perceive to be their heroes. And the cops oh, are right. going to come after you uh, with a serious vengeance. You're not going to live through that, that, uh, that occasion.
6: That's right. There are it does happen though where freedom fighters do make the supreme sacrifice to fight back against
0: but we don't end. have to sacrifice lives I mean I understand you 're holding this up as the ultimate sacrifice and I say it's a waste it 's a waste of a life personally uh, we don 't have to sacrifice ourselves to win we can go ahead and just do civil disobedience and have our uh, our activists be arrested where they can go and sit in you know they can go and sit in a jail cell as we bring attention to the case as we publicize what happened to them as we 've done with Lauren canario as we 've done with Russell canning uh, these two great nonviolent uh, civil disobedience activists who then inevitably get out of jail earlier than they uh, should have uh, in some cases and they can go right back out to being civilly disobedient and being great activists your tactic takes all that away your tactic is exterminating our ranks Tom it's dangerous it's self-destructive no, it,
6: it, that's that's your and opinion. here's
0: my final question for you Tom if you are such an advocate of of uh, of things why aren't you out there taking the lead why aren't you out there you know bumping off the cops left and right if if it's I, such I the right thing to do? It.
6: That's why I don't advocate it is because I'm too pusillanimous to do that, okay? There's one you can look up. Some people, I think I stumped them. they got to look up, okay, pusillanimous. There's two L's in it, okay?
0: Thanks for the call, Tom. 800-259-9231. Julia sort of sat through that uh, call. Did you have any thoughts?
6: Well,
1: Back to the idiot thing, I, I got to say I agree with you as far as it being tactless to call everybody idiots because I was one of those idiots a few years ago. When
0: well, I think there's a subtle difference between ignorance and right. idiocy.
1: I It wasn't that I was stupid. It was just that I had never come across the message before. I've never been given an opportunity to take it all in. So once I did, I picked it up pretty quickly and it makes a lot of sense to me now but I wouldn't say I was an idiot back then I was just not educated
0: Exactly, and that's the way the majority of America is And they the-
1: all go to government schools So it makes sense
0: Exactly, so people I think it's really important to, to understand That Americans, by uh, the, the masses of Americans Would indeed qualify as ignorant Of liberty and, and freedom But that doesn't mean that they're stupid They could be very, very capable And very, very intelligent in certain areas For instance, you know I'm completely ignorant of how to fix a car. I don't know how to fix my my house. I, I have to hire people to do these things when it comes to uh, that sort of thing. But I know a lot about freedom and liberty, and I know a lot about, you know, computers. But I'm ignorant about a whole bunch of other things, fishing, hunting. I don't know anything about those things, but others are experts in those areas. So people aren't stupid. They're just ignorant about freedom. Hour number two is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. We're launching into hour number two. And you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. You know, those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you five, six, seven bucks a month for their websites. We do it for free, so enjoy it at freetalklive.com. In fact, uh, some might argue that we have more content for free on our site than many of those other sites charge you for. So enjoy freetalklive.com. We roll right into the phones and talk to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Freetalk Live. Hey, Bill. Hey, how
7: you doing? Great. Uh, uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, you were asking why people in general just roll over and take it uh, when it comes to legislation of like tobacco products, for instance.
0: Right, because well, it would be so easy to to be civilly disobedient on that issue.
7: Well, I, I got a perfect uh, anecdote for that. Uh, I come from California originally, and I have I come from a blended family, and one of my dad's many ex wives was a bartender or a bar owner in California. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, in California, has one of the strictest uh, anti-tobacco uh, legislation on the record uh, where you you know everybody has to go outside to smoke, blah, 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 right. blah. Uh, she did not – she was totally against it. She was a smoker herself, so she'd just bring her, her uh, tight tail in and say, you know, light them up, boys, uh, until somebody, uh, a non-smoker, would pick up the phone and route her out to the health department. And in California, the health department has the right to come in there and shut you down, not fine you, shut you down. Sure. You're, not, you're done with your alcoholic beverage. Too bad, you're out of here. You know. And so you can play with our laws, you don't have a license anymore. Um, and it's, it was getting to the point where she was losing, you know, financial means, you know, to make a living for herself. So she had to, you know, bow down to these uh, these uh, bureaucrats. Um, she didn't have a choice. She did all the civil disobedience. She, you know, she w- would go out weeks on in. You know, just you know, it, she opens the door at six o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning. I forgot what what her standing uh, starting time was. But by ten o'clock, she was shut down for the rest of the day. You know. Now, and how
0: would they go about shutting her down?
7: The health department can, uh, has martial law when it comes to health issues. If do they have guns? Do the they have like
1: thugs that do their? Bidding
7: for them? Well, I mean, what would it, what would end up happening is somebody would come in, you know, it, uh, presumably somebody of age who's probably working undercover for the health department would come in, scope out what was going on, and if they caught somebody lighting up for whatever reason, they'd get, you know, get on a little cell phone outside, call the little boys downtown, and say, you know, uh, we have a disturbance, come handle it. Uh, and this was all, of course, on California state tax money, of course. Right. Uh, they come down there and they would harass. Uh, the owner, uh, in this case, my uh, my ex-stepmother, they'd come down and harass her. And then, you know, if she gave him any lip, they would just say, "Okay, fine, you know, the heck with it. You're closed down." And, and there was if, nothing she could do about it.
0: Right. And, and if it, she they, tried to open up, would they arrest her? Do you think?
7: Uh, they would fine her. Definitely.
0: And if she no. didn't pay the fine, I mean, I guess my question is, has anybody ever tried to really push this to the extreme? Because oh, I'm
7: sorry. she's taking it all the way up to like the uh, state legislation, and of course, state legislation is like, well, no, uh, we need to refute uh, your claims, ma'am, but we have, you know, we have the scientific evidence here that that's proven that secondhand smoke and, and smoking in general causes these horrific health elements. You know, and she's like, "Well, yeah, so does you know, sucking on a tailpipe, but you don't see him out, uh, outlawing cars anytime mm-hmm. soon." Uh, so, and and, and then in another case, which is completely unrelated to my family, you you have the federal government making uh, uh you know, basically examples out of celebrities. In one particular case, uh, a country music singer is out on stage, wants to participate in a tobacco ritual. And all of a sudden is looking at the barrel of a, a federal lawsuit because she's going against the, quote, quote, uh, agreement with the tobacco sell- settlement just because she happened to be uh, partaking in, a, uh, in, in what she wanted to do. Of course, granted, it was probably amongst a, a few hundred children that were in attendance, but – that's how far they've taken this war on tobacco.
0: Now, wait—I vaguely recall that story. Uh, the country music star in that particular case wasn't it Gretchen Wilson or something it was like that. Gretchen Wilson, yes, sir. And what, what was the law that she was supposedly violating—that you can't smoke it, in front because of? Because she was Toby? in a promoting atmosphere, uh,
7: she, her actions were uh, construed to. Uh, uh, I guess, uh, promoting to minors. An because endorsement gets, of
0: smoking because she was in a public venue, because there were kids in attendance, uh, therefore she cannot smoke on stage is what you're saying.
7: Right, exactly. Of course, you know, after she got done kissing a few babies, signing a few autographs, I guess they ultimately dropped the charge. Mm. But that's how far they're willing to take this madness. You're right. It is,
0: it is madness. And really, I mean, this is this just goes to show how far down the road towards... Totalitarianism we've come in this country, in that people are so scared. Business owners, uh, like was it your, I I, I miss it, was it your aunt? It was my step,
7: stepmother.
0: Your yeah. stepmother. Uh, business owners like your stepmother, w- they they want. To disobey, they want to uh, to stand up for their beliefs, but they understand that the the men with guns are going to come in eventually and forcibly shut their business down as a result of them uh, being civilly disobedient, and they don't want to lose their livelihood. Um, and th- they can't keep just doing business because inevitably, if they even if she were to just fly right in the face of the cops and say, you know what, find me all you want, I'm not paying your fines, I'm not shutting down my business. Eventually, they could just send out a goon squad to kick in her door and arrest her, or they they could use leverage against her distributors, her alcohol distributors, and say, "Look, you can't sell to this lady. She is unlicensed at this point, and uh, so you know, you know you're done." Uh, and and it really just, it's really just—it's pathetic how far we've come and how how scared and how cowed we are in this country. Thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you, Bill, at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Because it really, it hasn't gone to—it hasn't gone so far that it's to the point where nothing can be done. But it sure has gone to the point where it's really difficult to do something. Uh, For instance, here in New Hampshire, we still have the ability as uh, business owners to decide whether or not we would like smoking to be allowed in our place of business. But were that to change, were New Hampshire to adopt a similar law as many states around the country have done, then – in that case, all it would really take would be a handful of businesses. If it's just one business doing civil disobedience, then, yeah, it's going to be really, really difficult. It's really difficult for to be that lone voice standing up against the state and putting your business and your livelihood on the line, basically. But what if you had five businesses in one given area that were willing to just say, no, we're not going to obey your smoking law? And what if five businesses were all slapped with um, anti-smoking violation fines and all five of those businesses stayed strong against the government and said, you do not own our business. We are going to make the decisions here. Thanks very much. And uh, and refuse to pay the fines. Then what? Because then the government's going to have to look really tyrannical by shutting five businesses down. I just really think that if if people had enough courage to to join together on these issues, we could really have some powerful civil disobedience. But because individuals have been so defeated by the government, they've been beaten down into submission. They don't even think this way. They don't think about getting together. The business owners uh, that have been affected by these c- cigarette smoking bans, the, the, the thought probably doesn't even come to their minds to call up their competitors and say, "Hey, let's work together on this." It'd be, it's possible. It could happen. I mean, they'd get all the cigarette business. Because all the other guys would be too scared to do anything about it.
1: Well, I think there's so much money at stake as far as going up against the state that they figure the money they'll lose from not having smokers is just it's just worth it to obey.
0: Right. Do I want to lose 25 percent of my business or 100 percent of my business? It's sad. Eight hundred. It's a
1: bad situation.
0: It is. It's awful. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. All it would take would be a little bit of courage on the part of just some people to turn it over. But we're so defeated in America that we don't even have that left. That's, that's just not even out there. That uh, that seed of discontent, dissent in America. It's easy to dis- to dissent. With your voice, if you aren't a business owner, but when you've got some assets the government can leverage against you, then all of a sudden you've got an incentive to be quiet. And maybe it goes back to licensing, you know. Some people have suggested that when a business gets a license from the government, that they're, in, they're entering into an agreement that basically says, we'll do whatever it is you tell us to do. Because we're licensed by you.
1: But if you don't get a license, then they'll shut you down.
0: Well... And that would be certainly an interesting thing to see uh, them try to do.
1: I've known people who have tried to open businesses without licenses before, and they've been shut
0: down. Sure, they'll shut them down, but what would happen if you, again, were disobedient against the licensing again. requirements? one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Julia has been sitting in. Toby's coming in next. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Toby. And uh, Julia sticking around with us a little bit longer than uh, we'd originally expected by popular demand. She has decided to stay on for a little while. Normally, uh, normally you take a nap during uh, during the weekday shows, right? And uh, so you are filling in so nicely for uh, for Mark earlier this hour, and I guess uh, you just aren't tired enough to leave leave yet. So welcome to stay. You're certainly welcome to stay on board here. 800-259-9231. By the way, wouldn't it be great to have an ex-narcotics officer be your personal coach to keep you from getting busted with marijuana? Go to NeverGetBusted.com to view clips from the recently released DVD that's gained world attention. That's NeverGetBusted.com. Calm. Let's continue with the phone calls here. As uh, Toby joining us, and I want you to give us the uh, the recap here in a little while, Toby, of what of you course. did tonight, because I thought it was pretty cool with uh, the gun control debate that you were taking place in or taking part in, rather. Uh, as we go to Tom in California, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom.
7: Hello.
0: Hey, what's on your mind?
7: Yeah, I just want to talk about science.
0: Science, uh huh. Yeah, um, <clears throat> uh,
7: yeah, it was about the the evolution on the show uh, when Mark commented on that yes um i just want to say uh sort of the idea that um that you guys have about um schools i know public schools are bad but i just want to say um there are scientists that are not funded by government that will that will um test not like challenge the other scientists that um Sort of, oh God, what am I trying
0: to say? I don't know. I'm trying to figure <laughs> that out myself. Yeah, um. Sometimes it helps to take notes before you call and just have little bullet points of things that you want to yeah. cover. Okay.
3: Government, yeah, uh, government school, talk-
0: scientists, I don't know how to cue you here, man, but uh, your time's running out.
7: Yeah.
8: Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for the call. It, it can be nerve-wracking. Yeah, to be it really on the radio. can.
0: It really can. And you know, you when that uh, when that noise crashes, that little that you sometimes hear when you uh, come on the air, it's, it's showtime. You know, you got to be ready. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I get nervous. When I call talk shows,
8: I actually think it's more nerve wracking to call into talk shows sometimes than um, come in and be in the studio and be on one.
0: I agree. Yeah. For me, it is. I mean, I've been I mean, that's you speaking as somebody who's only had a few months of experience in in radio doing radio. I've been doing radio for a decade now, and I still get an adrenaline rush when I call into a talk show. I have to, you know, control my breathing and stuff because I'm, I'm, you know, getting all nervous and, uh, you know, butterflies in my stomach, that sort of thing. Let's go to Ryan in Kansas on the Amplifier line. Hello, Ryan.
9: Hey there. Um, You know, I just wanted to talk about mainly some of the ignorance that I noticed that um, tends to be, I don't know if I would say all the listeners, but I would say some of our more vocal callers like Gene, the Christian Anarchist, uh, in regards to the scientific method.
0: Okay. And
9: one thing I always notice is that comes from the presumption that it's like it's a, 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 an ideology or a doctrine. And I just wanted to just give four basic steps in what the scientific method really is. And everybody pretty much should have already understood this by now. Supposedly they teach it in high school. I guarantee you in public high schools they don't. All right. <laughs> what are they? Uh, well, the first one is... Uh, Everything starts from observation. I see something. So we see something, we observe in a the phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Then the next step, of course, is obvious. It's hypothesis. We come up with postulations. We argue about if those postulations are true or not. An we attempted, an an attempted yeah, like
0: explanation for what you observed.
9: Yeah, it's not just like something that's a description. There is a, uh, right. a book that's going to do. That's kind of the, part of the step.
0: Are you, Just a quick question. Are you on a voiceover IP line? Yes, unfortunately. Okay, okay. It, uh, you bombed out there for a moment. But, uh, okay, so step number yep. one is observation. Step number two, hypothesis. Is,
9: yep. I and mean, then you argue about what is a, a robust or vigorous hypothesis. Mm-hmm. So you want to know if it's testable, if it actually tests for some kind of meaningful information, like uh, it predicts something. Uh, and then, of course, if it's even testable at all. You can't have something like what you traditionally see in conspiracy theories, basically a whole bunch of very nice arguments, but there's no way to verify them. Okay. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, another thing you need to have is verification or falsification. And that's kind of philosophical, but I'll just say falsification for the sake of uh, this, which is uh, a great example of falsification is there, there was it um, all swans are white. Well, all it takes is one non-white swan to make that argument wrong. So if your argument has that possibility, it's a good argument, even if it might turn out to be wrong. It can be tested scientifically. Then we go on to actually testing the hypothesis. And if it falls through, we've got, like, lots of analysis, like mathematical statistical analysis, which takes forever to talk about, so I'm not going to. Mm Mm-hmm. And we see if it's consistent. But we don't just do one test. Sometimes we do many tests. Right, they need to be
0: duplicated, which is something that really bothers me when uh, the news media reports on some new scientific study that's only been done once. That is one
9: of the biggest problems in today is that uh, the media has hijacked studies. And the funny thing is when I read a general study, uh, I look for something called the p-value. And p-value means how well is it going to be from chance. So if it's like 0.05, it means it's got a 5% chance of just being purely coincidental. Mm-hmm. In some cases, it's much lower than that. It's like two thousandths of a percent to the chance. Right. The I saw is, a s-
0: Go ahead. Yeah. The,
9: the the thing is, is those the media goes off and says this study is definitive. And that's not the way the scientific well, process Well, no, the media, now,
0: the media does a good job of covering their butts. They always use words like May. And so they're just they just report on the study as though it means mm-hmm. something, when in fact they're 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 very careful about using allegedly and may. You'll see the word may all throughout reports on scientific studies. So there was a story recently from I think Great Great Britain where some study revealed that drinking soda d- uh, pot may destroy your DNA from the inside. Now it oh, wasn't yes, duplicated. Yes, yes.
9: See, the thing is. The thing is with those kind of studies is that there are still, an, they are basically correlation analysis, for lack of a better word. They find an interesting correlation, it's just kind of like in a cursory examination, and then we can go do more studies. Um, and then of course that gets us the fourth step, which is we keep arguing out, finding out more details about the phenomenon. So we can go all the way back to step one, and we go right back to step two if we find out that some of the parts of the theory is wrong. Like, for example, general relativity and even special relativity, if you want to talk about big, big theories today, which are pretty rock solid, still can't explain gravitation at very small scales. It, it goes into what they call a singularity, which means it's an infinitely massive numerical value comes out, and we're like, that shouldn't happen. Hmm. But nonetheless, it happens.
0: I'm so and glad so... there are science people out there doing these sorts of things. Yes,
9: oh, yeah, me too. Big, grand research. And I'll truncate that also in, like, secondhand smoke, which has been talked about here in public smoking. Right. Is that, yeah, there are some indications that what they call less than incidental exposure does indeed correlate with stroke, heart disease, and even cancer. But we're talking about literally being exposed to the same concentration for a very long time. Right, like being a bartender or
0: something like that. You're absolutely right. You bring up some important issues, and thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And uh, let's see here. We can talk science. <laughs> we can talk what, issues. Whatever's on your mind if you make the call at 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. Wayne in Montana. Billy in Alabama. Your call's about anything. And ladies, you come first if you make the call. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp. Free talk this is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And, and Toby. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. That includes the bulletin board system. Over 235,000 posts. Over 1,500, uh, well, I think we're almost there. About 1,500 people interacting. It's a lot of fun. There are serious issues being discussed there. Fun stuff as well. You'll find it all, and it's all for free. BBS.freetalklive.com gets you to it. That's BBS. Dot, free talk live dot com And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festivals, better known as Porkfest, happening um, in June, the 18th through the 24th at Porkfest. You'll be able to discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings, as well as socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. We're all going to be there. I know that uh, Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live from Porkfest on the... Saturday night, the last—I uh, think it's the second to last day because it goes through the end of that weekend, uh, the 23rd and the 24th. We will be there for those two days, but there's a lot of other things going on throughout the week. Neat tours of the state. Uh, I think there's going to be a. Uh I think there's going to be some sort of a firearms
8: competition of some sort as well. So Shooting, lots of different right. activities. Second Free, Amendment activities, hikes. Free Minds TV will be filming right before you guys air. That's wow. cool. Are you guys okay. going to film on Saturday or, fri- or Friday? We're, we're going to be filming there up on Saturday during the day. Oh, great, great. That's Well, maybe I'll get a chance to be
0: on your show or something like that. <laughs> uh, all right, so 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones and to the fun and talk to Wayne in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Wayne.
10: Hello, this is Lee.
0: Oh, sorry about that.
10: (laughs) But Wayne's not with us. Hi, Lee. Hi. Let me preface this with the fact that I'm a non-smoker. All right. I could care less. I allow my employees to smoke in the building, although summertime they kind of like to get outside and uh, check out the good air. But in the wintertime, they think that's pretty cool. I've never not allowed a customer to smoke in the building. But inevitably, the new guys will walk outside every time. Winter, summer. Oh, I'll go outside and have one. I said, dude, I happen to ha- use my own nicotine. It just happens to be called Copenhagen. Right. I, I get ten times the shot of nicotine that you do. <laughs> You're not going to kill me. Now, we wait inhale- a minute. Hold we on. Is, is smoking banned
0: in all business establishments, or is it just bars and restaurants in Montana?
10: Oh, as far as I know, it's in all of them. I fly and and come in here. It's private property. Give me a ticket. I'm still not ever going to pay.
0: Good um, for you.
10: If I had any employee that had an issue with it, might have to uh, have a thing. It's amazing the number of people here. But what it gets me is how it got from a warning label on the cigarette packages to a total ban in any kind of establishment so quickly without anything in between. Let me just give yeah. you an example on uh, any can, aerosol can, paint thinner acetone, you name it. Of mm-hmm. course, they will all cause cancer in California, but thank heavens we live in Montana, so that's not an issue. <laughs>
3: but
10: yeah, let I've me just read this. this. Danger, flammable. Harmful or fatal if inhaled. May co- affect uh, the brain and nervous system and cause a prolonged use will cause dizziness, headaches, nausea, nervous system uh, ailments. Okay. Um, I don't have my glasses on. Skin and respiratory tract uh, issues can be absorbed through the skin, may cause eye damage, may be fatal if swallowed, etc. Right? and not be made non-poisonous. Now, they get away with a label on that. It's not banned anywhere. Sure. I, I mean, that's a, dangerous.
0: That's a dangerous you product. Can, you,
10: you can send your kid in, in third grade down to the hardware store and buy this over-the-counter and know this for a fact. I was buying some, and there's this kid in front of me, and the lady asked me if we were together. I said, "No, right. I don't know this kid. My kids are 30." But
8: well, the nanny states are actually after that as well. I know they are they they've, they've spray been, paint. Yeah, spray paint. I, I know that a lot of well, businesses. Yeah,
10: spray paint can be inhaled in the baggies and stuff, but this stuff is like far more worse.
8: So Wait, what is the, it that? What is it you're
0: reading?
10: Uh, that uh, actually was a can of uh, lacquer thinner, but oh, okay. Uh, Acetone is even right, more not, worse.
0: Toby, they're not not selling uh, spray paint to kids because they're worried about them huffing it. They're worried about them tagging. Oh right. So of they can go and they can buy all kinds of other harmful, dangerous okay. uh, chemical products with. Uh, I no think problem. it
1: depends on the state. The
10: kids huff gasoline for heaven's sakes.
0: Yeah, I, th- I oh, actually have. Are they going gasoline? I had a friend who uh, who Ugh. knew someone who huffed gasoline, and man, that's scary stuff.
10: Well, it turns them to Vegematic shortly. But, you know, that's
0: uh, actually b- part of the reason why, uh, since marijuana is illegal, uh, it's easier for kids to go and huff gasoline. If right. we just make marijuana legal, at least they could go and smoke their, uh, their marijuana. They wouldn't have to do the dangerous stuff. Now, Lee, uh, you say that you're a business owner. You're in a state where smoking is banned. And what sort of business is it that, uh, that you're running Well,
10: at? I get away with it because uh, I'm not a retail downtown type business. So uh, I, I do wholesale stuff. But the, let me tell you about being a mechanic. I was one for 18 years when I first started. guessing no, cool. Let me do that carburetor job, Ed. I'll, I'll, let me sniff him up. Every time any of the old guys, and I'm talking 35 and up, got into a carburetor, fuel pump, they'd all go eat like four aspirin. I'm going to get a headache. And about the time I was about 35, I pretty much was with them, you know.
0: Very Uh, good. It does
10: have some kind of collective effect on you.
0: Lee, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. So there he is, one example of at least one courageous business owner that is is just saying no to the oppressive smoking bans out there. But. As he points out, he's not open to the public, so it's less likely that the you know the bureaucrats are going to get wind of the fact that
8: he's allowing his employees to smoke. He'd probably have to have an employee um, who has snitch a him problem out. with it snitch him out if he's going to get caught. Let's continue with the calls and go to Billy in Alabama. You're on Free
0: Talk Live. Hello, Billy. Uh,
11: hello,
8: am I in, uh Free Talk Live?
0: You are. What's on your mind?
11: Okay, hey, uh, I'm a first-time listener, uh, first-time caller.
0: Congratulations. What's on and, your mind, uh, today?
11: Well... Is it is it, like, really hot where you guys live? I don't know where you
0: We, li- we live in New Hampshire. Um, it's gotten up to the 80s today, but no, it's certainly not like it is down in Alabama,
11: Billy. Well, I mean, you know how it's, like, May 29th, and, uh, like, it's supposed to be springtime, but it's so hot in uh, Alabama that...
0: Yeah, where do you live in Alabama? Uh, Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, it's the south, man. I used to live in Florida. How long have you lived there for? Is this a surprise to you?
11: Uh, No, uh, uh, I've lived here my whole life, but uh, the thing is, it's so hot. uh, Like, I asked my mom about it, and she said that it was, like, because of global warming or something. And, I mean, I don't know anything about that.
8: I think that they actually... I doubt your
11: mom knows about it either.
8: Yeah, they showed that we had a later spring this year than normal, actually. You mean spring didn't start until later? um, Right. It was colder longer, not warmer quicker. Right.
0: All right. I mean, have you actually looked at the temperatures? Have you looked at averages versus the current temperatures and compared? Is it actually hotter, or is it just seem well, like it's really hot? I don't know about
11: hot? temperatures, but I mean, we don't have any air conditioner here. But uh,
0: man, that's really rough. That's probably why it's yeah, so hot.
11: Yeah, I live in a uh, single-wide trailer. And <laughs> do you? Yeah. And you ever had
0: any tornadoes in your trailer park?
11: Uh, there was one. <laughs> Yep, that then you really do live in a trailer park I and mean, you don't, you have
0: you haven't actually you don't actually live in a real trailer park until it gets hit by a tornado. That's that's right. It's the truth, you know. Thanks for the call, man. 800-259-9231 as a former southerner, I I can speak to that. Not that I've ever lived in a trailer park before, but you just you're just not officially in a trailer park until there's been a tornado. Let's continue with the calls. It's Paul in Maryland on the amplifier line. Hello Paul.
4: Hello guys. How you doing? What's on your mind? Hey, um, I'm going to try to make this real quick because I got a lot to cover. The uh, I called in a couple of days ago and we were talking about the Constitution. And um, during I re-listened to what you were saying, and um, Ian, I, what I'm about to say is I'm not really trying to piss you off, okay? Or, or I'm trying to insult you. But um, are you familiar with um, different types of contracts? Uh, meaning, there's there's only two type there's only two types of contracts. You have a unilateral and a bilateral. Are you familiar with those?
0: Uh, no, not really. Can you educate me? Because I'm sure a lot of people listening aren't either.
4: Okay. Uh, a unilateral contract, like a unicycle, only one party has to adhere to it. When you have a bilateral contract, both parties have to adhere to it. And, I, and the perfect example of these two contracts, one is insurances, and the other one is purchase of your home.
0: Okay. I want to I wanna try to understand this a little bit more. So if you can hang on, I'll bring you back. 800-259-9231 purchase of insurance he's calling that a unilateral contract we'll find out what that means exactly and your calls about whatever's on your mind if you make them at 800-259-9231 this is free talk live A world in Alrighty. which our produce is There's, grown naturally. Uh, that's not supposed to be on, on the air. This is free and talk and live. I was hoping that uh, the music bed would continue. That's what happened when. The, that's what happens when the network doesn't have a spot in their lineup. See, the in a uh, in a radio show that's syndicated like this, we've got certain lengths of uh, time that our commercial breaks are supposed to be. And if a if a commercial doesn't run correctly over on the network, and they don't correct it fast enough, and usually it, it you know just doesn't run. Um. Then the break will end early, and that's what happened right there, is the break basically ended like 30 seconds early, so... Right.
8: I don't uh, know how many people got to hear that music bed, but I was digging it. People on the radio
0: should not have gotten to hear the music bed. Okay. Uh, our internet listeners should have been able to, uh, to hear it. And anyway, if I had come in when the music came on, then our radio listeners right. would have heard us, so... That's why you heard that extra music there. Anyway, it's Free Talk Live, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Toby. And our number is 800-259-9231. That is a SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. And join us online. FreeTalkLive.com. All the features are there for you for the taking for free, and that includes all kinds of neat things like live streams, the broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. Let's go back to the phones and back to Paul in Maryland. Now, Paul, you're on the Amplifier line. You were explaining to us uh, that there are two different types of contracts. As I recall, it was unilateral and bilateral, correct? Correct. That's correct. All right, and you were just about to give us examples of one of each, and if you could do that again, that would be much appreciated.
4: Okay, a unilateral contract is uh, where only one party has to adhere to it, and a perfect example of that is insurance. Like, um, you, there's, you, if, if you were to go to, like, Allstate and get automobile insurance, you're not required to keep that insurance. You can, you can actually leave and go to another insurance company or drop your insurance altogether, the right. only, there's only one party that has to adhere to that, and that's the insurance company. So long as you voluntarily make your payments, see.
0: But you also have to adhere to the contract in that you know there are certain requirements for you. And when you, when you get in an accident, you have to call the company by a, you know at a certain number by a, within a certain time window. And you know there's no, you,
4: you don't have to. You don't have to report a claim.
0: Okay, I see where you're coming from on that.
4: Okay, but that in in, in law, there that's that's that type of contract. That is a, a unilateral contract. A bilateral contract is like a purchase of an automobile or like a home where, you know, you agree to borrow the money and get the property and they they agree to lend you the money and you get the the property. You are, unilater-
0: are, are unilateral contracts uh, typically less negotiable? Are you pretty much saying that the uh, the insurance company puts out these three different choices, and then you pick from one of those and you enter into that contract? Whereas in a home sale, you, there's a little bit of negotiation that can go on that each side can sort of puts put forth put forth different offers and that sort of thing.
4: Um- in today's society, I would agree with you. But however, now you can negotiate both contracts. It's the the only important point to, to to distinguish here between the two is that you can get out of the contract at any time, at time you want to in a unilateral. In a bilateral, you cannot. You are you are tied you are you are tied in
0: to whatever the agreement was.
4: Right to whatever the agreement was. And the reason why I say this is because Ian, um, you know, I've been listening and repeating that that. That that segment that that you and I were talking about the Constitution the other day, mm-hmm. and in um, first of all, the Constitution doesn't doesn't apply to us. You see what I'm saying?
0: Right, it applies it, to the government.
4: Right, hence it's a unilateral contract. It's not a bilateral contract because you because you specifically said, well, it doesn't spell our rights out. It doesn't because those are reserved to us.
3: Right.
4: Okay. But, but 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 that you know I just wanted to let you know that there's that that's what I believe the Constitution is it's a unilateral unilateral contract versus a bilateral contract.
0: But wait a minute, who's the unil- who are the uh, parties to the unil- unilateral contract in that case?
4: It's it's the sovereign America, ver to to the to the federal government, and, and we the sovereign Americans say, look, you can be in existence. So long as you follow this contract.
0: But no, but I, my signature is not on that contract.
4: But 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 it doesn't matter if your signature's on it. The, the, the sovereignty as a whole has put that together.
0: What does that mean?
4: But, but see, you, 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 what it means is, is that as long as the people care about the Constitution and want the government to abide by it, then the government has to abide by it. But what was so upsetting to me is that, you know, I started thinking about it. I was like, well... Ian called it a piece of paper. That's and, what it is? Well, it, technically that's what and, and yeah, literally that's what it is. But if if everybody started if everybody thought that then Ian, what would there be to control government? Because, you know? Come on, be What honest. is
0: there to control government now? Yeah, the
1: constitution's not it, doing such a great job at controlling government today.
4: Well, but yeah, and that's absolutely correct, but if more people understood the contractual obligations that were put in place by the founding fathers that they have to adhere to that we don't then I think that we wouldn't have the problem that we have today. Sure,
0: I agree with you. Had Americans actually uh, been vigilant about their liberties and paid attention to what was going on a couple hundred years ago, or a hundred and a half years ago, uh, in regards to the trampling that the government has uh, had begun to do back then and continues to do even more so today, had the people been vigilant and paid attention and maybe stood up and, and refused to accept uh, the advances of, of the state and the advances of tyranny, then, yeah, we might be in a much better position than we are today. But, unfortunately, we are the reality of the situation is most Americans don't understand the Constitution. They don't understand the government. They don't have any con- conceptualization of the things that you're talking about. They're certainly not willing to do anything about it. Um, and as a result of that... What can you do? I mean, the, you can't get Americans educated on this quickly enough to make a real uh, real difference as far as reinstituting the Constitution. is. I don't even know if it's going to be possible at this point to reign in the federal government. I'd like to say that Ron Paul is sort of a, 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 a small beacon of hope on the horizon, but, I mean, if Ron Paul doesn't win the presidency next year or a libertarian candidate doesn't miraculously win, then, I mean, it's just the government's just going to get worse than it yeah, currently yeah, is it, today. And I
4: agree with you 100%, but here's, here's the example. And Gardner, he hit it right on the nail the, during the conversation that we had the other day, and this is what I use on a daily basis to people. Gardner was talking about executive orders. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. And if people understood that executive orders, this is this all goes back to jurisdiction. Executive orders do not have any authority outside the executive branch of government. If the, if, an, if an executive order comes down via by a president, then and they try to apply it into the private sector. And if people were were, were aware that they, they, they don't have that authority, again, there would be an uprising. Here's the other perfect example. This is what the IRS does on a daily basis. And, and, and I called in months ago, and, and, I, and I told you what the difference was between a, a regulation and a law
12: and
3: how
4: one could see by looking at the regulation if it was a legislative regulation or an interpretive regulation or a procedural regulation. Now, the only reg- the only regulation that it can apply to you and me, Ian, is a legislative regulation. However, executive orders and these, these interpretive um, regulations and, and these procedural regulations are being applied to us.
0: I, I understand and I see where you're where you're coming from, but I don't accept the uh, the idea that their legislative regulations or laws apply to me either. I have not consented to this government, Paul.
4: No, no, I understand that, but but. My my concern is is then then you don't then you don't agree to penalties under for murder.
3: <laughs>
4: okay, you, 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 but you see where I'm coming from.
0: Well, okay, look, as far as murder is concerned, we don't need government laws to define what is right and what is wrong. Everybody knows that murder is wrong. And uh, were I to murder someone uh, in the marketplace, there would be some uh, market-based systems, market-based justice systems that would allow me the opportunity to, to make restitution to the victims and and put me into some sort of a a, a system for uh, for punishment in that particular case. I'm not f- in favor of murder, and nor do I believe that we need the government in order to protect us from murderers.
4: Uh, no, I agree with you 100%. No, the, the only thing that I'm saying is is that there are regulations that are out there pursuant to what different types of murders there are and those and we the people allowed these legislative bodies to take care of this and that's called a legislative regulation
0: well again we the people um haven't done anything The government was created uh, by, if you believe in the government, the government was created by a bunch of men sitting around in the 1700s, and they wrote some stuff down on a piece of paper, and they put their signatures on it, and then they hired a bunch of bureaucrats at some point, and the bureaucrats got all, you know, officious and started writing their own regulations, and the government got more and more out of control, but I was not party to all this, and nor was anybody else that's in this room right now. And so I don't want to feed into that mentality. I don't want people to think that that's what I believe. Now, Toby's kind of a small government kind of a guy, so I presume that you you sort of under, you you agree with some of this, right? Well,
8: I think I'd argue for small government just because I think that it's more plausible to lots of people principally. I'd like on principle I'd like to take it down as far as possible and I can agree with you and see your point on yes, I didn't sign this piece of paper, but uh, the only reason I would agree with it is because a lot of people can still recognize it as some legitimacy. Some, A lot of people think the Constitution has some legis- legitimacy, so I'd like to bring us back closer sure, to Sure, and a that. lot
0: of people believe in Santa Claus, too. Paul, your final thoughts?
4: <laughs> I don't believe in Santa Claus, but it's okay.
0: I didn't but, suggest thanks. you did. I said a lot of people
4: do. <laughs> no, no I, I was just making it funny.
0: Very good. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. And if, if the con- Constitution is a contract, and I don't think it is... I think it's just a piece of paper with some words written on it. But if it is a contract, it's only a contract that binds the people who signed it. Absolutely. I'd have to agree with you on that. I mean, how else could you have a contract? I mean, you have to explicitly agree to the terms. And nobody since the 1700s has been even given the opportunity to, uh, to sign onto this system. Hour three's coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Toby. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Rolling right into the phone calls here in hour number three. Starting things out with Pam in Montana. Ladies first, Hello. listening on KGEZ. Hi, Pam.
13: Hello. How are you guys today?
0: Great. What's on your mind?
13: Well, you know, I've been listening to you guys for a long time. Super. And you know I'm, um, anyway. But do you guys not really totally understand the Constitution?
0: What, I'm not sure what you mean by that.
13: Well, okay, you know, you just said you didn't sign the contract.
0: That's correct.
13: Okay, I under I understand that, but the Constitution is probably the most document that gives us the most freedoms.
0: No, no, any no, 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 no. Document that's ever been created. Hold on a second documents cannot by their nature give you freedoms. How is it that a, a bunch of men sitting around in a room writing words down on paper can grant you, another person, uh, a woman uh, f- freedoms? How can that be possible? Constitutions don't give freedoms. What con- well, what the Constitution th- does is it outlines the freedoms that the government is to respect. The government is not to violate those freedoms. That's what the purpose of the Bill of Rights and the Constitution are. And
13: the Constitution is. So I mean what, 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 what does the Constitution stand for? What is the government supposed to do as a Constitution? There's only a few things that they're supposed to be doing. That's correct. They are not supposed to be paying all this, this darn money they're paying out everywhere else on anything. And it's kind of like people in America have gotten so used to being uh, rewarded for being either poor or being whatever, but they should start taking care of themselves. Absolutely. I, I get really tired of everybody going to... Get government help for everything. The government's going to take care of me. Excuse me. The government is not supposed to take care of you. Nope. You are supposed to take care of yourself. So Uh, the government has gone, has overstepped its bounds by leaps and bounds for the last, what, 100 years?
0: More than that. uh, All the way back to the Civil War and before that.
13: Well, the Civil War was, was, well, I, I could go into a lot of things, but what does the Constitution say in the beginning? It's we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice. There's so many things that the Constitution, if you just look at it at a uh, – when was the last time you read it?
0: Um, I, I, read, uh, the, I read The Good, Good to be King by Michael Badnarik, which is basically a book that sort of dissects the Constitution. It essentially has the Constitution in it, and it goes into detail on what each section is all about and the intentions behind it. So it's probably been a couple of years.
13: Well, yeah, and it is a good doc or document, whatever you want to say. I know you and I did not sign this document, but I think, as a a people of the United States, that we should make our government enforce this document. I mean, I'm getting really, you know, I, how I got, do you really, propose to do that, honey? We have the power, and I don't understand why do people we? aren't more awake, more aware of what is going on. Start reading things. I mean, you listen to Genesis Network. You listen to Jack Blood. You listen no, to I Oak don't Jones. listen to
0: those shows. I, I don't. Sorry. Well, oh,
13: excuse me. There's so many good things that they both have, have have brought out that the people of America should understand what's going on. And I was so mad at you guys coming coming home about two months ago when you were talking about illegal immigration.
3: Oh, yeah? Illegal.
13: That's illegal. It's oh. not immigra- immigrants. Yes, I my parents... Uh, three generations back immigrated to the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay, the problem is, if they don't close our borders, protect us, how are they going Where to do that? Where in the Constitution
8: stuff? does it say to do that? What? Where in the Constitution does it say to do that? You're coming out here protect- saying we need to no, only do me? what the protect- Constitution says. So
13: in the Constitution, it says to protect our borders. No, I don't think it does. Uh, article,
0: article 4, Section 4.
13: I don't think four. so. Article 4, Section 4. You
0: know what? Um, I, first of all... Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that we should be keeping people out of the country. Maybe they oh, mean no. protect them from invading forces. We should, not, we forces. should not
13: keep people out of the country, but they should come in here illegally, not illegally. What about all these people who came into this country legally who are waiting on a list?
0: Legal shmeagel. I mean, lo- legal is just means there are a bunch of laws out there that people have to jump through hoops. I mean, do you have any a conceptualization as to what the legal process is like to become a legal immigrant? Oh, do you have any idea? We-
13: Yes, I do. I have many friends who have gone through the legal system. I have a German friend who's gone through the legal system. Tell me about it, I have Mexican friends who have gone through the legal system. Now, the problem is, okay, why should you and I pay for their hospital? We shouldn't. Their babies?
0: We shouldn't. Welfare
13: needs to go away. Oh, welfare should be damn gone. Right, so then we wouldn't be paying
0: for their hospitals, and we wouldn't be paying for their babies and all of that. So if there were no welfare, then what's your issue with immigration at that point?
13: Excuse me, immigration should be a legal immigration thing. Why do you think Why should our people country... have
0: to why should people have to jump through bureaucratic hurdles to come to a free country?
13: Excuse me, if you want to go to England, do you have to do you have to go through legal process? I don't
0: want my country to be like England. We we got away from England. We fought a war to get away from England. I don't want to be like England, do you?
13: Heavens no. Okay that's then. So that's a not a very good
0: example. Next one?
13: Okay, that's what we left the, that's why we left England to mm-hmm. be a free state. But that doesn't mean we allow every person from every darn country to come in. So Why if, not? If, if, so yes, we're only we free.
1: Only some of us can be free. But So if we're already here, some of us can be free, but everybody else, oh, well, they shouldn't be able
13: to come here and try to be free? No. We should not allow everybody to come in here, take take the system, and use it for their own purpose. I wait, wait. Just, what system? The government. The welfare system.
0: You mean welfare?
13: Welfare hospitals look at the okay. When you you bring up
0: okay, slow down a second here, Pam. When you bring up hospitals, you're talking about government laws that mandate that hospitals give treatment to everybody that walks through the doors. That's essentially a welfare program.
13: Excuse me, they will not give me treatment, I will have to pay for this. Oh, no, Pam. If you
0: walk into a hospital, you'll get treatment, and they'll send you a bill. Um, since no, you're an open-up person, you'll probably pay for it, but the fact is they have will. to give treatment to everyone by law, and that's what you're objecting to, right?
13: I'm objecting to it because I will lose my house and everything, but yet a illegal immigrant, I don't care what country you're from, Mexico, Ireland, I don't care. The thing is, they come into our country, they can get free medical. Myself, who has been an American citizen for 55 years, I can't do this. I'll lose my home.
0: Right. So I will okay, lose my... I thought we've already touched on this Pam. We already said we're in agreement here. We on Free Talk Live are for the abolition of all welfare, all government welfare. Any sort of uh anything that that people need help with should be given on a private, voluntary, charitable basis. You agree with that, right?
13: Mm, kind of.
0: I'm just saying that um Well, what do what what when you say kind of, what part do you disagree with? Uh, do, do you support government welfare? No. Okay, so then you agree that we should abolish government welfare. Now, I
13: think we should abolish government welfare.
0: If government welfare were abolished tomorrow, what then would be your objection to immigration?
13: I'm not, I'm not, opposed, to immigration. I'm not opposed to immigration. I think immigration is fine. What would but your you objection? To okay, okay great,
0: great. I'm glad you think immigration is fine. So then if we're going to abolish welfare entirely, let's also abolish the immigration department. That way people can just come here as they choose. How does that sound?
13: Excuse me, no, you can't just have the open boards. Okay, what do we have? What is this called? Uh, or Homeland Security. Uh huh. Okay, with all this crap coming in, they're all worried about Al Qaeda, or whatever, coming in here and screwing things up. Excuse me, you. Are you worried about Al Qaeda,
0: or is it the government that's worried about Al Qaeda?
13: Oh, I think government is. I'm not.
0: Okay, so then again, if we're abolishing, let's say, since we're abolishing bureaucracies here, we'll abolish the Homeland Security bureaucracy as well, because we sure as hell don't need that crap. Uh, and so we're getting rid of the immigration bureaucracy, we're getting rid of welfare. What at this point is your objection to people crossing borders freely?
13: Oh, I think it's horrible to cross borders freely. Why? Because you come in here legally. You but we've here just here abolished legally. the immigration bureaucracy, immigration. Pam. Huh?
0: I, okay, we're in a theoretical little world here now, and we've abolished the immigration bureaucracy, meaning that everyone that comes here is legal by the fact that they set foot in America. What's wrong with that?
13: Okay, now, if you come into America, you have to take an oath to America. Why? I've never I taken an do. Never oath to America. You're getting...
8: I never I took, took
13: this to oath. I sir. What? What,
8: what oath?
0: I mean, why haven't we taken the oath?
13: Hmm? I don't know. I never did take the oath. Okay, so, oath. so wouldn't so that make you an people? illegal?
0: Would that make you illegal, Pam? Aren't we all illegals if we didn't take the oath?
13: Well, if I'm government of the country, I would have to take the oath to America. I, would, I, never, no, I have never sworn the oath to America. I are, you never sure it's, to uh, are
0: you sure it's an oath to America, or is it an oath to the United States government? I bet you it's an oath to the United States government. In fact, Pam, oh. I find this fascinating, and if you'll hang on, I'd love to keep you on and talk a little bit more about this, because this is an important issue. Will you hold on?
3: Sure.
0: Hang on, Pam. 800-259-9231. We're talking about a world in which there is no government welfare. That's the major objection Uh, For the anti-immigration crowd, they don't want the immigrants to get welfare. All right, let's get rid of welfare for everybody. So then what's the issue? That's what I want to find out. Coming up, this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Toby. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, including updates. You just get signed up. Oh, cigarette, cigar, cigarette, put a, whoever that is, put them on hold. Uh, anyway, <laughs> freetalklive.com. Uh, get signed up for the updates. updates.freetalklive.com. Uh, Do you know that nine out of ten lawsuits in the world are filed right here in the United States? Any number of lawsuits, court orders, or greedy bureaucrats could leave you and your family penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they're experts in sheltering your wealth. You'll see that KeepYourAssets.net can help you be protected against those that wish to take your assets. KeepYourAssets.net. As we go back to Pam in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Now, Pam. Uh, welcome back. I appreciate you sticking with us here because this is really—it's really an important issue. Immigration. It's an issue that a lot of Americans are very emotional about, and it's an issue that when we when we when we go through the steps. That anybody should be any freedom, liberty-loving American should be able to be to be converted from their anti-immigration position or their their so-called anti-illegal immigration position to a pro-freedom, cross-borders freely position. And I want to try to walk you through the steps and see how far you'll you'll go with me on this. Are you with me, Pam?
14: Oh, you go for it! I'm Pam's husband. I'm jumping into this fray.
0: Is Pam still on the line? Because I really no, like Pam. No, she's not.
14: She's listening. But I'm I'm going to jump in there and do your best shot.
0: All right. Have you been drinking tonight? A lot of it. <laughs> What's your name, Pam's husband? I'm John. All right. John in Montana. I'm the
14: only affiliate you have in Montana. So your voice is the only voice that's going on here in Montana. And yes, Wait. I is gotta this gotta the owner of the station? Because I've worked 14 hours today trying to fight for freedom. And...
0: Hold you on know, a second. Is this, this John Stokes?
14: You and this and Alex Jones, for yes, Christ's sakes. I've been doing this for 14 hours before I even talked to you. All
3: so right, so we actually have the owner shot. of the
0: station on the line with us here. And John, by the way, we, we love that you have Free Talk Live on uh, I on know yourself. you love me give okay. your best shot. All right, let's do it now. All right, we've already established with Pam earlier that yeah, uh we're a, is shit. We're, whoa, what? Sorry. Okay, we can't let you even though you're a station owner, you should know these things. Normally would hang up on you for that, but I'm giving you a pass because you own the station. Now, uh okay. okay so, we'd already Sorry. established with Pam. We're, now we're in a theoretical thought experiment here. Uh in a in a welfare state, you would agree with me, John, that in a welfare state Immigration is a dangerous thing because it, it it increases the demand on the welfare functions of the state. There are more people coming in demanding welfare, meaning welfare needs to get bigger. The bureaucracy expands, and then we all suffer. Our freedoms suffer as a result. Would you agree with that?
14: And so why are you in favor of this?
0: Okay. I am in favor I'm of... I'm
14: asking you why you're in favor of the expansion of the welfare
0: state. I am not. I'm a, for the abolition of the welfare state. I'm just a, establishing a solid common ground of agreement between us here, John. We agree that the welfare state is awful. It needs to go away entirely. Wouldn't you agree with that? John? Yes? Would you agree with that?
14: I agree with you to the point that it's it's totally bizarre?
0: What's totally bizarre?
14: the welfare state
0: well i mean it's when you say it's bizarre what do you mean john can we have pam back you want to have pam back <laughs> please i mean it's it's better radio with pam on you should have me okay, on your show when uh, when you
8: get a chance is pam you know, there
14: why do you think america should be the welfare state for Mexicans, Americans, anybody. It shouldn't no be. The thing is socialism.
0: The welfare state should be abolished entirely. And we agree. Right, exactly. exactly. So now that we agree with that, let's move to the next point, and that is that in a truly free country, which we don't have today, but we'd like to have. In a truly free country, immigration is a boon to the economy. Immigration is a good thing. We want people to come here. With the Statue of Liberty holding her lamp up for the uh, oh, the, the so downtrodden, naive. the unwashed you're
14: masses. So stupid about that. You know, do you think 45 billion goddamn Chinese should come here?
0: Uh, well, first of all, it'd be pretty difficult for that many Chinese people to come here. But I got to say, I love American Chinese food. I just had some of it last night. It's very tasty. Uh, I enjoy some of the products and services that uh, that they bring here. And if they want to pursue a life of freedom and liberty, who am I to tell them no? If
14: pursuing your own country. Don't well pursuing our
8: country
0: I would love to you know it's you not
8: my country
0: i think I, I think it'd be great if people would um, would be inspired by liberty and and pursue that in their own countries. However, if we don 't have a shining beacon of liberty to show the rest of the world here in America, then that'll never happen in the rest of the countries around the world. so we need to have the freest
14: a shining beacon of liberty. What are we showing them? the new federal reserve, the new world order you know come and join our side. And and be a slave to the freaking, you know, fiat currency?
0: Are you crazy? No, John, you know we agree on these issues. I want to get rid of fiat currency. I want to abolish the Federal Reserve. I don't like those things. I don't like them any more than you do. I want to get the government. I'd like the federal government to go away entirely, as a matter of fact. I have no use for it.
14: Why should we have everybody in the world who wants to come here to come here?
0: Because that's what freedom's all about, John. See here's the trick. The catch twenty two to no, no, freedom. No.
14: Here's the here's the here's the thing back to you. Do we want four billion people, three billion people, to come here because you and I and Free Talk Live want to be free?
0: Logistically yeah, of course we do Logistically that's not even possible and you know it you know that that many people can't possibly come here, but even if they were, even if that, that amount of people were to come here over 100 or 200 years or something like that, then the marketplace would scale up, and it would provide the necessary resources to to have those people in this land. I mean, you live in Montana, John. You know the open spaces that are in this country. There's a lot of open space. Only 97%, I think 96 or 97% of this country is, in, is completely unurbanized. It's just wide open space, ready, uh, ready to be developed. And so it if people want to, if people in search of freedom want to come here, then they should be able to. And and the, and my and what I was going to say was the catch twenty two to freedom is you minute. can you're only hold on, John. I want to get this there out there, there, and then I'll you let you respond. The catch twenty two to freedom is that you must grant as much freedom to everyone else as you want for yourself. So if you truly want to be a free man, then you must allow everyone else to be as free as you would like to be.
14: I am free as an American. Why is the Southwest being taken over?
0: Is the Southwest being taken over? I don't know what you mean by that.
14: Hello, I mean it's like the the invasion has begun. Section four, Article four of Mont- or the United States Constitution says stop the invasion. We will protect every state from invasion. Okay. We're uh, being invaded.
3: Well, first of
0: all, We're it's it's not there a military are 50 force
14: illegals in this country. 50 million. Now, what do we do with them?
0: And all those people are are out there working. They're not 50 million people on welfare. Yeah, those sure. people are out there in fields, are working hard. They're bringing fruit to the table. They're they're picking watermelons. They're picking fruit off the trees, and they're bringing them to uh you know to the grocery store so you and I can buy them for pennies on the dollar. It's not a bad thing that immigrants are coming here. And the and you know uh, the the real issue and the real threat here, John, is from the government. The government's the threat to your freedom, not to, not some Mexican guy that wants to make a better life for himself. Let's focus on the real issue. And is the size and the
14: strength of the reissue. Why do we care if they're picking fruit or doing what you want to have done in New Hampshire. Why do we care in Montana what's going on in New Hampshire?
0: I don't exactly. That is exactly why we need to <laughs> abolish the federal government. That way Montana can set its own rules. New Hampshire can set its own rules. You guys could close off the border to Montana if you wanted to, and I could open up the border here in New Hampshire, and we could all have what we want. And, John, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. I hope you'll have me on your show sometime, and uh, we'll discuss this uh, maybe after you haven't been drinking all night. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the cycle CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with
1: you. And Julia.
0: And Toby. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, and that does include the wiki. Over 1,350 pages. Created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. So head over and see what that's all about at wiki.freetalklive.com. wiki.freetalklive.com Uh Let's go to the phones right away here and talk to Brad in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Brad. Brad in Wisconsin? Brad going once? Do we have Brad? Brad going twice? Yes. He's um, here.
15: Just a quick comment. Yes. Um, on the immigration issue. Indeed, sir. Um, I was listening to Dan Carlin the other day. I hate to give a plug for him, or maybe I should. I don't know. That's but... all right. He's
0: a former advertiser. We like Dan.
15: Uh, yeah, and uh, he had something good to say about uh, the immigration thing.
0: Okay.
3: And
15: he he likes to look at history, and uh, he said that uh, it's just a natural thing that's occurring right now with the uh, immigration from Mexico. Uh, America came, you know, became white real quickly as you look back through time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's, you know, becoming Mexican, more Mexican, more integrated, is really just a natural occurrence of events. Sure. And uh, I, I don't think anybody should really be upset or, or worried about it. It's just well, now I can under,
0: I totally understand why people are upset. They see it as plunder. They see it as as people coming in. And mooching off of the welfare state, and that of course you know is obviously not fair. Of course, the welfare state's existence isn't fair in a, and it's not right certainly in a, in a so-called free society. But people get distracted by the emotionalism that that results in. They you know they get distracted, they get upset, and they don't really realize that uh, that this is not an issue. Uh, this this is an issue about the size of government. This is an issue about the ability for uh, interest groups to control the state and use the state to, to do whatever it is that they want uh, the state to do. That's what this is about. It's not about the freedom to cross borders.
15: Right, and I think that's a very important point that you keep bringing up, and, and we should keep bringing that up, is you know the welfare state should go away, and then we wouldn't have to worry about uh, the reasons they're here. They're here to work you know, do the work and, and to become part of the society. I, and I think the other one of the other things he brought up was uh maybe the fact that they might like not be respecting our society as much as we would like them to, and maybe that's an issue as well. I'm not really
0: sure. I'm not really sure what that even means, respecting our society. I mean what's that mean? You mean culture?
15: Well, our culture, I guess. What that's is our culture? Word.
0: What is the American culture? Isn't I mean, if you could define the American culture, wouldn't it shouldn't it be defined as a culture of freedom, a culture of liberty, where wherein each individual can make himself make on his own life for himself, as long as he's not harming others? I mean, otherwise, what sort of common ties do we really have? For instance, I as an atheist don't have the same culture as say a a church-going Christian would have necessarily. Um, I, I'm I as a meat eater don't have the same culture as a vegetarian would necessarily. So really, what else is the common threat amongst Americans?
15: Yeah, I think maybe maybe the language is, is a barrier because I, I know that a lot of times, you know, you see Spanish people speaking speaking Spanish all the time, and maybe that's an issue with a lot of people.
0: It was also an issue, uh, you know, 100 or so years ago, or 200 years ago, when people hated the Polacks, and when people hated the Italians, and when people hated the Chinese for coming here, and, you know, and speaking their language. But as it turns out, by the second generation, immigrants are fluent in English. In many cases, they can't even speak their native language. It's just a fact that people that come here, they do assimilate the language on a voluntary basis, and they don't need laws uh, telling them what to do. Thanks for the call, we appreciate hearing yeah. from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Mac in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Mac.
16: Yeah, first off, let's just make a shout-out for John and his station and uh, his family. Uh, what they do around this community, i got to say, is awesome.
0: Well, I, and, like, I like John, and uh, I love KGEZ, and I'm glad we're on board over there. What's on your mind yeah. tonight, Mac?
16: Well, I just I was just going to try to bring up a couple points, you know, that maybe some of some some people don't get. Uh, for instance, that ninety five percent of all uh, murder warrants in California are for for uh, after illegal immigrants. Uh, maybe that only two percent of the farms, the produce picked in the, the fields, are picked by illegal immigrants. Maybe that we should think about.
0: Two percent uh, uh, of of uh, fruit harvesters are illegal immigrants. That seems yeah, pretty low.
16: Only two percent.
1: I'm curious yeah. as to where you're getting these statistics
16: uh, from. Uh, yeah, why don't you uh, check out um, notinmyname.org, and that is a legal immigrants uh, website. It's a uh, people that that came here legally that. Uh, that want everybody to go through the same troubles that they went through, which is fair?
0: Well, no, no, no. That's like, you know, and I understand where that's coming from. That's sort of like Stockholm Syndrome, where, you know, the people that are uh, captured by terrorists, they sort of become, uh, they, they get friendly towards the terrorists. They They can identify with the terrorists. So in this oh, case, it's people that have been abused. They've been abused by the state. So. They've had to jump through all these hoops and fill out all these forms and pay all these fines. So they want everyone else to do that, too. It's understandable. You,
16: know, you can talk over me all you want. But in Mexico, the, the, the society of Mexico is about corruption.
0: Now, The, the society is about corruption or the government is you know what, corrupt?
16: In, well, the society has learned that if you want to get down the road in Mexico, you've got to pay off and you've got to pay bribes. And That's got, what we do
0: in America. We pay bribes right. in America. What do you think licensing fees are?
16: But what I'm saying is it's going to be even worse when you legalize 50 million, 50 million illegal immigrants what? that get to bring in 10 to 11 of their own family members. What's going to be and worse,
0: the, exactly? It will be worse. What, what will? Corruption? Yes. The government is corrupt already. So you're saying That's that the government the point, will become more corrupt?
16: The point is the government is using that, the, these masses – to take more and more freedoms from us. It's, a, it's an absolute pr- plan to let them in here to, to, to water down the society, to water down the vote, to water down any chance of changing anything, because then they'll have the masses that are used to, used to living in that corrupt society uh, that is used to the drugs and the, and, the, and the kickbacks and the bad military and the bad cops, even more so than it is
0: here. Okay, that's so you, you so then you do agree that the American government is also corrupt?
16: Oh, duh! You know.
0: Okay, so, okay, so you're using sort of uh, immigrants as your scapegoat for the government, uh, no, the government I'm getting did, larger. I'm the did. fact is, the government's going to use whatever excuse it can to increase its size. So whether yeah. it's immigration or just the fact that government always gets bigger, that's what government does. It gets bigger and more oppressive, and and it, it'll use whatever excuse it, it wants.
16: Well, you, the government is actually using the immigration thing to make things even more uh, more troublesome for the people that believe in freedom. They're, you know. It's I agree.
0: Keep... In fact, you guys are being manipulated, Mac. If you believe in freedom, then what are you going? How are you going to feel when some of this immigration legislation gets passed? Are you a business they... owner?
16: If, no, I'm just a heavy equipment mechanic, uh, welder, firefighter.
3: Did you know?
0: I, did you know that uh, one of the proposals that's on the table is to mandate that every business owner in America run a, every potential employee through a federal immigration database, through a federal check, and, to where if you go and get a job, they run your name through I, a federal I, database?
16: I, I do know this, and I have been off the grid since uh, '97.
0: Mm-hmm.
16: So I have I have refused everything. I live a total cash life. I will not, uh, you know do what the government tells me to do I appreciate
0: my- that. I really have a lot of respect for somebody that lives off the grid. It's something that that I that takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time and money and and I have a lot of respect for that, Mac. But do you understand how that's going to affect business owners in America, those who can't live off the grid, those who are inevitably, you know, part of the system? They'll have to I check agree. every employee with the federal government. That doesn't sound like freedom to me. We have but, already have internal checkpoints in this country.
16: But there, but there are that's their excuse. That is, the immigration thing is their excuse to bring that in, now isn't it?
0: Right, the war against immigration is the excuse to bring that in, Mac. They're using immigrants as the excuse to increase the size of the police state with the American people cheering them on. People like you, Mac.
16: American people are not, not, they're not uh, that
0: part of this. But that's they what you're going to get when you ask they the government to... To, to crack down. They're going to crack down on all of our freedoms in the name of stopping illegal immigration. And it's tragic. Matt, call us back sometime. We appreciate hearing from you. 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves, toll-free. 800-259-9231. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for you to call, because phones are pretty loaded. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Toby. Join us online, freetalklive.com. You like the show, you want to help support us, and you should become a Free Talk Live amplifier, as over 380 of our listeners have decided to do. For as little as 3 bucks a month, it'll help spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Plus, you get some perks, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, forum, and chat room, all of the details. Details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. Great way to help the show get uh, the message of freedom out there. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Now we've been talking about immigration throughout most of the entire hour with a variety of different callers, and I just wanted to recap uh, one important thought. And and I don't know if we were affi- I don't know if I was communicating this to Mac effectively enough towards the end of his call. We were talking about how. Those who are in support of legal immigration, they are anti-illegal immigration. They want to crack down Mm -hmm. on so-called illegal immigrants. They are also people, like Mac who would describe themselves as small government people. Exactly. They're people who believe in freedom. But on this one issue, they support government intervention. It's like they don't support government in all sorts of other areas, but this one issue, they think that government's going to help get them what they want, and that is to exclude so-called illegal immigrants from America. And, it, and it's, it's a fool's errand, because you can't get government to deliver to you what you want. The only way you're going to be able to stop people from wanting to come here, and from coming here so-called illegally, is to crack down so hard... With the yeah. uh, with the uh, with the police state, that people won't want to come here anymore.
1: You right. probably don't see too many people wanting to immigrate to North Korea.
0: Exactly yeah. right. They'll Who the hell all. wants to go there?
8: Right. Uh, it's just such an emotional argument for people. It's difficult when you're talking to people about it to get your point across that this is going to involve the police state. If you want right. to get all the illegal immigrants out here, well, welcome to the police state. Welcome to building a wall that'll keep people. Out, in, just as much as it'll keep people which out. Which,
1: actually, it won't really keep anybody right. out, because they're pretty simple to get through. Right? <laughs>
8: right, and where are the
0: conspiracy theorists on this one? I mean, it's, obvi- it's obvious what'll happen. You build that wall, as you say, it'll keep us out, or it'll keep us in as much as it keeps the immigrants out, which, by the way, we've seen evidence that it doesn't keep the immigrants out very effectively, right. the wall, even though it'll cost billions of dollars. Uh, I recommend watching Penn & Teller's BS from this season on the immig- on the immigration issue. Excellent episode. But uh, So, nonetheless, it won't keep people out. What will keep them out is a constant police state crackdown to where America becomes less free than its surrounding countries, to where the Mexicans in Mexico will look at what's going on in America and say, you know what, we've got it better
8: here, yeah. and they'll stay where they are. And because, at that point, we're going to want to leave. Yeah, exactly. At that point, we'll want
0: to leave, but the welfare state and the walls will be keeping us in because they're already making it so that Americans have to show passports in order to, uh, to leave the country, uh, actually to rejoin, the,
8: yeah. to get back into but the country. It's enough time until it's you want to leave as well. Right. The no,
1: police. No, you need a, a passport to leave the country as well. Like,
8: okay. You I guess can't you're right to go to Canada?
1: Canada without a passport anymore, and you used to by, be able to.
0: By air. By air. You can still drive. But until only till January
1: 2009, right? So, no, January of 2008
0: yeah. is when you're going to need a passport to leave and enter this country from Canada and Mexico. So the the police state is already cracking down upon us, and I don't know about you, but when I think of roving checkpoints when i think of uh, all of these police state tactics like raiding business uh, businesses uh, over immigrants when i think about um, business owners having to check each potential employee with the federal government with some sort of a no work list i mean this is insanity this is not a free this is not a free at all what they're proposing to do this isn't even close to a free country i don't want to live in a place like that no. that scares me what about you Let's go to the phones and talk to Bill in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Bill. How's it doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight?
12: Well, I just think you guys are going around, and, and, and the problem of it is, is that uh,
0: we're not forcing them to assimilate to our culture. Why should we I mean, force anyone to do anything, sir? That doesn't sound very liberty-oriented to me.
12: Well, you've got to understand something. If you bring them here and they don't understand uh, our Constitution, that they're not educated in the ways of a democratic republic, if they don't understand anything but tyranny, they don't know what we're losing.
1: I have a question for you, sir.
12: Sure, certainly.
1: Um, do you think that most Americans today understand our Constitution?
12: No, and that's the problem. We're being allowed, it's its being allowed to be taken from us. I understand what you're saying, but you guys are coming at it from a this great big philosophical direction, you're you're looking at what the way it should be. And I I understand. I would love to have people come here as long as they understand what they're coming to. Mm -hmm. And the people that are here, that live here already need to understand what it is they have or actually what i'm saying is what they've lost already
0: I now look i i understand where you're coming from bill in that uh that you you would like them to understand the constitution but are i mean who's going to teach them the constitution the us government are you serious they, t- well, they listen, that's who I mean, teaches I mean, us about, about the constitution
12: about, we're we're talking about getting a, a large group of people here they're being used by uh big corporations, by whoever it it may be, to take our freedoms, of course we're going to complain about it, and that's what you're hearing from a lot of people. We don't like what's happening. We don't like what we see coming across the border, not because of the people. They're humans just like us. Exactly. We We love our brothers. But at the same time, we're being overrun for a reason. Everything's done for a reason.
0: Yeah, the reason those people are coming here is to make a better life for themselves. That's... I know why they're
12: coming here, but I know why they're being brought here as well. I mean, you've got to understand, just because they want to be here, I, I know what they see. I know what they're coming for. Um, the problem is there's also people that want them to come here, and they have ulterior motives as well.
0: That's fine. There are always going to be those people that have those ulterior motives. That's why we need to get rid of the – that's why we need to drastically slash the size of government so those people with those ulterior motives won't be able to have any effect on our lives anymore. You know what? If there weren't any government, any more federal government, then would any of this be an issue?
12: Well, and we're not even arguing about that. I mean that, that, I, I, basically what it is is a lot of this we agree on. Right. I think a lot of the people out there agree on it. But what they're getting at is that these people are being brought here for a reason, and there needs to be a, a fix to it now. These people that they're
0: coming to... And America, you're looking to the government for that fix. Is that right?
12: They need to be Americans. Well, we are supposed to be the government, sir.
0: We <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't be. work that way. You know as well as I do that it doesn't work that way. There's a certain well, elite class of people the, that manages to get to be the government for the most part, not us.
12: That's the defeatist mentality. That's 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 the problem here. Is that we're no? Saying, that's a
0: realistic mentality. You're not in the government. I'm not in the government. I don't want to be in the government. Do you?
12: No, I certainly don't want to be in the government. But at the same time, I need to tell the government where they need to go. I mean, that's our our duty, isn't it not? To tell uh, the government. Well, my
0: duty is to resist tyranny and uh, and fight for liberty and freedom. And I will fight against anybody that wants to uh, to oppress liberty and freedom. And that is the government. That is that is the biggest enemy of freedom. It's not some group of immigrants coming across the border. It's the U.S. federal government, your local state governments, and local governments that are the enemies of freedom. They're the ones that we should be concerned with, and they're the, the ones that we should be fighting against. Yeah. The idea that you can actually get the government to do what you want them to do is, is again, a fool's errand. It's not going to work for you, man. They can't keep drugs out of their own prisons and you think they're, they're going to be able to keep immigrants out of this country?
12: Here. They're bringing in whole sections, whole areas of the country are becoming what they left in Mexico, which for them, that's they, that's what they know. But what we're saying is is that they need to assimilate, they need to deal with us. We are part
0: this country. They do assimilate. The second-generation immigrants. Um, they are fluent in English. They want to learn English. They want to learn about our culture, and they do assimilate. It. It's been going on for decades.
12: Lately, have you? I'm sorry? You've not been to Southern California. Lately, Dude, I lived
0: you. in Florida for 26 years, man. I was in Florida. Okay, I, cool. Right. So I've been is... there. I've met the immigrants. I know who they are. I mean, just because I live immigrant. in New Hampshire. I don't
12: have a immigrants beings. That's great. But they also need to know what they're coming to. They need
3: to be and they, they know.
0: All they need to know is that it's more free here than where they are. If somebody, whether it's a, a whether it's a Mexican or a China, Chinese person who has come across the Pacific Ocean to be here, anybody that's going to make that dangerous trek to uh, to live in a land that's more free where they, than where they currently are, I have a lot of respect for, and I want somebody like that in my country. I don't want a big government around to tantalize them into getting in control of, of me. So really, the issue is to get rid of the size of government, and then all of the problems will be solved. Let's work towards that direction instead. Instead of asking the government for more programs and more services and to keep the immigrants out, because you and I both know it it won't be successful. You we agree. We
12: you know, in reality I think a lot of this we all agree upon. I think the you're right. The problem is that right now there's got to be certain things done temporarily.
0: And that's your, that, and you're right, that is a problem because you believe the government can do those things temporarily and you just have not studied government enough. Government fails at everything it tries and then it uses its failure as an excuse to get bigger and spend more taxpayer dollars. This temporary measure you're talking about is doomed to failure like everything else government does same time,
12: it's set up for failure. I mean, it's not meant to succeed
0: anyways. There you go. Why not just throw in the towel and fight against government then in that case? We're out of time. I wish we had more. Thank you for the call. It has been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Toby. We'll return tomorrow night. Uh, Mark should be back at that point. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And Toby, you'll have to tell us about your gun control debate next (laughs) next week. All right. We'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com.